Are you embarrassed, John? What that I just discovered via Twitter that uh, Christina Blizzard was listening yesterday when I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. But you know what? She says, uh, no need to apologize. Nice lady is fine. Because I said she was a nice lady, which I actually thought at the time, you know, my mother would probably disapprove that calling somebody a lady, there's some something dismissive about it. But uh, Christina Blizzard, without dwelling on it forever, first of all, wonderful reporter, delightful lady. And when, you know, I think everybody knows we get a province town every year. We've been doing that for 25 years. And one year, Christina was there. She loves whale watching. She goes whale watching like on an annual basis. And so she came to town to uh, visit with us and have lunch. And then I guess it was a different year. We actually went to the house that she was staying in, which was down the Cape. And so, yes, I'm very fond of Christina Blizzard, but she also notes that she's worse with names than I am. And listeners will know. I'm terrible with names. If anybody thinks my inability to summon a name is due to some sort of um, mental decline, uh, I've never been able to remember anybody's name. And my father was the same way. It's just that you get to an age. I'm not there yet, but my father did get to an age where he could just call every person dear. It's uh, 6.22. Let's do the morning brief because there's lots to talk about today. Deb Hutton is here, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Happy Friday. Happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th, John. I'm, I'm laughing as I'm listening to you talk about Christina because one of my former bosses uh, had a similar issue, which is not great in politics, and he referred to everybody as nutsy. <laughs> you know, nutsy. nutsy. Hi, yeah. nutsy. I need to call, you know, nutsy. Yeah. So lady is much nicer. Oh, okay. Well, I can certainly testify that Jean Chrétien has this ability to pretend that he remember, remembers who you are. So I remember the last time I saw him was at a gala for Music Week, and he just said hello there and he put out his hand and it was like he remembers me and I thought he probably doesn't (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, I don't know if there's much to to observe about this aside from how sad a matter it is but new security measures are in place today around Jewish buildings yeah, yesterday uh, I was driving uh, west on Lawrence and, and past Bathurst, and there were two uh, police SUVs in the parking lot there at Bathurst and Lawrence. And now that's also a hot spot for a uh, car thief. <laughs> so I thought, oh, geez, uh, I wasn't stopping there that particular day. I went a little bit further. I thought, oh, geez, somebody's probably had their car stolen again, which is near and dear to my heart. Came back, uh, you know, 20 minutes later, and the command post had been set up. And I'll tell you, John, and I'm not Jewish, but man, my heart just kind of stopped when I realized what I thought was just a normal, you know, as I said, oh, geez, uh, was related to the lack of security that people in this country are now feeling. And and it was it was really jolting. All it was was the big the big gray, you know, Toronto police fan. But oh, my goodness, it just it just really hit me um, right at Bathurst. And I thought I cannot imagine uh, in the Jewish community here in the city, sending your kids to school, uh, heading to synagogue tonight, tomorrow. It's just it's just wrong. Yeah, I was actually at Spadina and Bloor. The Miles Nadal Center is there. And I noticed there were two security guards on the front steps. And I just thought, why? I mean, I know why it's necessary, but it's uh, awful to think that it is necessary. Uh, Listen, let's move to, uh, there's a column today, and I'm very curious about your thoughts on this, because even I think it's a little premature to count Doug Ford out. But a column says he's toast, he's done. If he doesn't get out, the conservatives are going to be wiped in the next election. What do you think? 
<laughs> I think that people who love politics love to make these yes. predictions. And look, the reality is half of them will come true. Those who say he'll win another majority may be right. Those who say he's toast and he's the ruination of the party uh, may turn out to be right. But nobody knows right now. Um, I, you know, I I think that Doug had a really rough first part of his first mandate. I think he made a lot of mistakes and I think people were very disappointed and he turned it around. He got, I always like to say, he hit dry pavement and he certainly as a conservative made a lot of really good moves in the second part of his mandate and then won a, a huge majority. So long way to go to 2026. The things that as a conservative I'll be watching for is how do we get through through labor negotiations. Super important to me with kids in school. I think Lecce is doing a fantastic job. And I think if we can get through the next little while without school disruptions, that is a real feather in the cap of the government. Where will we end up in building long-term care? A huge issue, as we all know. We've been focused on the green belt, but think of how many conversations over the last few years we've had on long-term care and people not being able to get into to safe facilities. That's a huge one. And of course, the reason for the whole green belt debacle is housing. And I think if you can get... Uh, more housing built and all of those other things moving. I don't think you could ever say Doug Ford is not going to uh, live to fight the next election. Um, Canadians are trapped in Israel. We know that. But there are Canadians, hundreds of them in Gaza, and they can't get out of Gaza to get to evacuation flights. I suspect, Deb, that, you know, some Canadians here will say, well, you know, you went to Gaza, the, the, you know, deal with it. But at the same time, they are Canadian citizens who want to get home. Yeah, I, I'm somewhere between the two, John. I mean, I, I, I'm not as harsh as to say deal with it, but Gaza hasn't exactly been a free-flowing area <laughs> prior to this um, particular issue. So I I mean, I'm all for Canada supporting some sort of humanitarian corridor, whether that's through the United Nations or, um, you know, some some form of working with Israel uh, to allow Canadians and other of our allies to get out. But I don't I don't think that's on Canada. I think that has to be some sort of uh, global effort to make sure that the people who who want to come to their home uh, can do so. But I, I don't fault the federal government on this. I think they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is sending those flights, hopefully, until every Canadian in Israel who wants to come home can come home safely. The man accused of murdering four members of a Muslim family was on the stand yesterday, and I'm beginning to suspect I understand what the lawyer's strategy in this is. But he talked about his difficult childhood, being homeschooled, being the child of fundamentalist Christians, um, later on in life getting into alcohol and going down the spider hole of of all kinds of web conspiracy theories. Um, but do you, I mean, does this make you any more sympathetic to this guy? No, and I don't even know what to say. You know, every so often, John, we get topics that we're going to discuss in the morning, and it's like, I don't, I truly don't know what to say about this. Yeah, your childhood sucked. It probably did. At no point in time does that justify mowing down a family. Like, I just can't get my head around it. And it makes me both nervous and angry that his legal strategy, to your point, could actually work. Like, I just, I, I have such a hard time thinking that our system is a good system of justice if this guy were to get off. Like, I just can't even begin to fathom that. Okay. I'll describe what my impression of the defense 
uh, approach is in the next half hour. Uh, last seconds here, though, Deb. Uh, Bigfoot apparently caught on camera. A lot of people very skeptical. I just think we're living in an era where sort of the magic of things like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster are drawing to a close. <laughs> well, the part that made me laugh about this, John, is she said, you know what? He was like six, seven feet tall. I was like, man, what a letdown if that's Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. Deb, thanks a lot. Good to have you. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend, John. That's Deb Hutton on The Morning Brief.